Hey, welcome back. Um, let me ask you, are you feeling uh, lucky this morning? Well, okay, step right up. Let's, uh, let's go shoot some pool. Play a little eight ball. He was good, real good. Ain't nobody better, he bragged. But then again, you can do that when it's pretty much a fact. And nobody was better. Well, until one night. This week's episode, Pool Sharks. They called him Chicago Whitey. His buddies that hung the handle on him right after he dropped out of high school. For guys like Chicago Whitey, pool halls beat study halls every time. All the old-timers, usually falling down half-drunk by mid-afternoon, took a shine to young Whitey and taught him well. Especially Bugsy Peterson. He saw something in the young shark that took him back to his days when he was Chicago's eight-ball king. There was something in Whitey that he always wanted to be. The best damn pool shark since Minnesota Fats. By the time he was 37, Chicago Whitey had conquered every pool hall in the city. With his reputation pretty much cemented from the north side clear down to Cicero Avenue, he could no longer hustle anyone. Nobody would touch him, not Chicago Whitey with his laser-focused eyes and that deadly stick. So he did what Minnesota had to do when his reputation preceded him got the hell out of town and took his hustle on the road where folks didn't know him. Percival, Kansas is the quintessential one-horse town. One gas station, one school, three churches, and four beer joints. Three of them with pool tables. Wonderful pool tables. Larry McGrath was a local legend. Dropped out of Percival High just about the same time Chicago Whitey dropped out. And like Chicago Whitey, he was lured by the sweet siren song of clicking pool balls. Larry McGrath was good. So good, in fact, he never had to work a day in his life. So it was probably predestined in a cosmic order of things that one day the two hustlers would meet but it's how they parted where things get interesting. 9.15. It was a rainy Friday night in Percival, Kansas. Chicago Whitey blew into town on the Burlington Northern Special on his way to Dallas. But when he looked out the steamy window at Percival's rainy Main Street with neon beer joint signs glowing in the shimmering wetness and three of them, three with pool tables, well, as they say, that was all she wrote. The train left for Dallas without him. Destiny awaited. By midnight, they were all tied up, three games apiece. Larry McGrath broke the rack of their seventh game. By 6 a.m., the score was 12 to 8, Chicago Whitey. By noon, with only a 10-minute break for a bratwurst and beer, Larry McGrath was ahead 20-18. to 18. Oh, by late Saturday afternoon, every cat in town had packed a joint. Side bets flew around like a January Kansas blizzard. By midnight, thousands of sweaty, crumpled dollar bills had passed back and forth. 
The score was all tied up, 23 apiece. Both sharks were exhausted, half drunk and rank with sweat, beer and cigarette smoke. 24 hours of non-stop eight ball will do that to a man. So they agreed to call her quits for the night. They'd resume Sunday morning at 10 a.m. when those three churches in town were tolling their bells. They'd come back for one last game to break the tie. Alex Lucky Anderson put $10,000 on Larry McGrath for anybody drunk enough or rich enough to make to take his bet. Well, somehow they did it. Nine guys scraped up enough to take Lucky's bet. Ten grand on Chicago Whitey seemed like a sure thing. Sunday morning, the 955 Burlington left out of Percival Station. Chicago Whitey had boarded early. Little Billy Johnson came running into the pool hall. He's the one that broke the news. Me, me and my brother just saw Chicago Whitey. He was, he was getting on the train and, and both his hands, they was all bandaged up. As he collected his 10 grand, Alex Lucky Anderson, he tried not to smile. <laughs> 